Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Welcome to Life as an Observer. I am really excited for today's update. Now, first, I've got to... <laughs> I got to do a little bit of interjection here. It's been a little bit while. I've been traveling and I want today's uh, episode or today's podcast is really kind of an update from my travels and kind of, uh, well, you'll see how I tie it all together here, but really about enjoying the journey. We hear this a lot in uh, yoga classes and online uh, self-help locations about how the journey is just as important as the destination or really how the journey is the destination. I was reading a quote by uh, Rick Warren. He said, remember how far you've come, not just how far you have to go. You are not where you want to be, but neither are you where you used to be. It's all about perspective, about continually moving. I use the word momentum a lot in, uh, in on this podcast and uh, in my meditations. Momentum is really what keeps us moving forward and enjoying each moment as though it is a small goal or a small accomplishment that has been won. So today I would just kind of want to start with a little bit of an update. You're going to hear me referring back to uh, the show notes a lot just because I want you to have the, the proper links and the right locations to kind of hear about some of the things that are happening. And as kind of a repository of all things that I'm doing, um, I put it a lot of it here on the podcast. So uh, the beginning part of today's podcast will be just sort of an update about what I've done over the last uh, couple months uh, since our last podcast, which was a month ago and uh, where we're going. And then, of course, I'm going to kind of tie it into a beautiful podcast that talks about the journey is the destination. So first, I've been talking a little bit about Inspire Fest that I was going to do with uh, my, my good friend Jesse Coomer. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Jesse and I and what we're doing with Language of Breath here in a second. But first thing with Inspire Fest, we were going to do that starting in October. I want to update you that we have uh, withdrawn from that October date in uh, Austin, Texas, and we are moving that. Um, I'm going to be confirming that uh, probably today or the next day, and it may reflect in the show notes, but at the time of recording this, I didn't have the exact days, but we're looking at the end of April and looking at doing it in Utah. So some of those uh, those who are, are on the West Coast or are close to Utah, California, Nevada, Colorado, Idaho, anywhere in driving distance. This is definitely the retreat for you. It's happening in Southern Utah, and I'll be confirming the dates really soon. This is essentially the first ever language of breath retreat we're calling Inspire Fest. So this will be a breathworkers retreat. You don't have to be a breathworker to attend. This is really to train, teach, inspire, and grow. So that'll be happening in the high desert I'll confirm the location, um, may probably before this show is, 
released. I do know where we want to do it, but I want to confirm the dates with them and be doing that in the high desert in April, 2023 with Jesse Coomer and I. Now, in between there, and I have a retreat that I'm doing with my, my friend Veronica Rose. And Veronica and I have been, we've done a lot of stuff together. So Vero and I have done uh, Evolve, and we've done some visionary retreats. We've also done um, uh, the, the stuff here in southern Utah with expansion retreats. So Vero and I are doing another retreat coming up very, very soon. And it is specific for veterans. So if you are a veteran or know somebody who's a veteran who's looking at kind of expanding, learning, and potentially being a part of um, something we're calling the Visionary Veterans Campout. Now, this is happening October 13th through 16th, and we're doing it at a really special place. Um, We're doing it at the Hostel in the Forest in Brunswick, Georgia. I've done many retreats here, spent a lot of time here. And this particular retreat, um, you have to contact the hostel. If you go, to, I'll, I'll put uh, Vera Vero's page here on the um, in the show notes. But it is just Veronica Rose with a K, VeronicaRoseArt.com, and there's some more information on it. It does have a online link um, for you to do a um, like a questionnaire and just kind of ask you about uh, kind of a little bit about yourself and um, kind of gives you the information on it. And then you're asked to contact the, um, the hostel to book your space. Uh, we're just doing that just as a, a way so you can, can get your space connected. This particular uh, retreat, um, I think she says she has some shirts there out there if you want to support us in that uh, on her page. Um, some information about the retreat, some information about us, all facilitated by veterans in this amazing place in the swamps of Georgia or northern Florida. Really, it's right at the border there, but it's in Georgia. And very low introductory rate. I'm sure I'll have Veronica on the podcast here shortly, but it's very low introductory rate. You can also sponsor someone else who maybe is um, in a financial hardship to attend um, it does not include transportation, but it includes everything else like yoga, meals, art, breath work, ice baths, hiking, sweat lodges, um, done by Arnie Eagle Joe, which is really great, fire circles, drumming, um, all kinds of lectures and so forth, and really focused on veterans. We, she's put in here that the Visionary Veterans Campout interconnects like-minded creatives utilizing nature immersion and holistic practices to revive the spirit veterans leave this experience with a new coping mechanisms and deeper connection to community so you just go onto the page there's a little um uh center your email address you know and fill out the uh it takes five minutes to fill out this little questionnaire and we'll direct you to the the hostel so really excited to be doing that i think the way the best way to get there probably to fly to either Jacksonville, Savannah, or Orlando and drive up. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that are coming and going, but really excited to go back to the forest here, to the forest hostel, and really just kind of be a part of it. Now, this is happening in October, the 13th through the 16th, and um, I just said I have so many memories there. And uh, many of you who have already been there who are listeners um, you will chime in and be like, yeah, that place is, uh, it's magical, uh, geodesic domes and tree houses that we stay in. So, 
Visionary Veterans Campout, October 13 through 16 in Brunswick, Georgia. Um, let's talk a little bit about Seattle. Let's talk a little bit about Seattle. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I made the trick trek up to Seattle to uh, facilitate a couple things. I uh, did some ketamine-assisted breath work and therapy um, up with our friends at BioThrive Health and uh, amazing opportunity. But not just that, not just sitting there with, with clients and friends, but the journey itself. And that sort of relates to our message today, right? The journey itself is really what made the trip amazing. I also spent some time with my friend Devin and her women's retreat, which was just a huge success, beautiful in the mountains near Cleelm, Washington. Um, what a great experience just to facilitate them in breath work and uh, ice baths and really, really just to support somebody who has gone from a place in her journey to a very beautiful place now where she's facilitating a darker, maybe we'll call it a darker place. I hate to use that, but a place that had some contrast to a place now where there's facilitation and understanding and awareness. And that was, I guess, the destination of that. But really, as I drove, I started to use a, a particular app. I think I'm going to not name it just because I'm not you know, sponsored by them or anything. But you, but you use the app to um, book yourself at different like farms. And I uh, stayed at an alpaca farm. I stayed at a lavender field in the van. I stayed um, at a couple other like just little farms. I stayed at a vineyard. Um, lots of really cool places along the way to really um, immerse myself, not just in my van life, but also the environment of the journey rather than a, you know, a, a campground, which is great. Campgrounds are wonderful. Um, but this just kind of made it more, um, I don't know, it created this environment of like safety and it created this environment of warmth that was really beautiful. Now, in addition to staying at these beautiful farms, I decided to go rock hounding every single day. If you've been following me on my Instagram at Ryan Bean Yoga, you will see all the different rock hounding locations that I that I went to. Some of them were road cuts along in, in Oregon. Some of them were along the Columbia River. Some of them were up in the mountains in Washington and others were pits in the middle of the desert in Utah. So really kind of neat stuff. Um, I usually bring all those crystals, rocks, and gems to my retreats so as kind of gifts. So if you ever attend uh, Visionary Veterans Camp Out, the Inspire Fest, um, I have a couple other retreats that I'll talk to you about here in shortly, but I bring those, uh, those crystals, which is really wonderful. So that is our Visionary Veterans Retreat and the Seattle Update. Um, which I plan on trying to go back really, really soon. So if you're along that path, um, I've been asked if I'll come back up there and facilitate again in Seattle and Oregon. And um, I'm kind of hoping to get up to uh, to Boise, to, to Idaho again, um, through what we're doing with Satori Health and Wellness and ketamine-assisted breath work. Um, that's my next topic. So going to tell you a little bit about ketamine assisted breath work and what I was doing through that. So I've had some opportunities. Um, I will post it in the show notes below, but we were just recently published in our patent pending or trademarked um, ketamine assisted breath work. And it's something that I'm really proud of. 
I'm working with some larger, larger organizations that have apps to, um, to kind of get that protocol on the app. But we are published in the Journal of Psychedelic Psychiatry um, talking about ketamine-assisted breathwork and why and what it does and how it works. Um, upcoming um, next weekend, August the 5th, so if you listen to this in time, we are doing a group session in Salt Lake City. And that is specifically for clinicians and therapists um, with ketamine-assisted breath work and just kind of a, a retreat setting. Um, also, um, I'm doing some other trainings for those who are interested in kind of getting more involved in breath work. Um, um, language of breath is kind of the training I'm going to lead you towards. And I'll talk about that just in a second, but, and I'm going to give all of our listeners a link that has a discount so that you can attend that because you're a listener and I'd like you to have a discount just kind of as a, as a thank you. But the ketamine assisted breath work, um, we're doing that in here in Southern Utah. Uh, we are doing, uh, sessions on telehealth online and we're doing these sessions as we grow the business to uh, to California, which is happening really soon, Idaho, Salt Lake City, and uh, potentially down into Nevada, Vegas area. Um, really, we're just looking for locations to be able to host these kind of introductory sessions with clinicians and then in turn bring in other facilitators and be able to see uh, clients. So if, uh, if you're somewhere in your, hey, I'm, I, I, we offer ketamine and I'd like to learn more about how to facilitate this rather than just give it to them. Um, we had a, a large hospital here in Utah ask us to do that, to kind of teach them about ketamine and about breath work and how to use it and, and whatnot, because they are, they are giving it, but we all know through the psychedelic um, training, if you want to call that psychedelic integrated training, that set and setting is everything. And um, sometimes in those big hospitals, it's just not there without putting a little bit of effort. So I'm, that's something that I'm teaching. If you happen to be in that um, realm of employment and you're interested in hearing more about ketamine-assisted breath work and that trademarked protocol that we're offering, um, would love to travel. That's why I'm in the van these days, and I would love to travel. So part of that uh, protocol is to really get a grasp on breath. Now, I'm part of the Language of Breath Collective with my friend Jesse, and we have released a course, which is a six-week online course. Now, through that, we'll have the webpage and everything else, but and you'll be able to do one-on-one -on -one sessions on that page. You'll be able to, you know, connect with us, get a, you know, get 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 maybe a few sample videos, a few things about what language of breath is. But we're doing some really really neat things with some pretty interesting and well-known people in the breathworking world. And uh, would love for you to follow that Language of Breath Collective when we finally launch that page. It's right now it's in draft mode because we weren't waiting to release it. However, the course is out, you know, kind of on an online uh, teaching platform. And I have the link below so you can do that. And if you type in Ryan50, when you check out, you're going to get a $50 off that course. Uh, which makes it very, very quite affordable and a way for you to kind of learn more about breath work without attending, you know, my weekly sessions. I do those on Insight Timer or kind of digging down into some of the stuff I do with Breath as Medicine on Insight Timer or my local Breath as Medicine um, classes. I do those in 
in Southern Utah and I've been doing a few of those in Vegas and, and now in Salt Lake. So you're welcome to attend those by following, um, usually following behind the scenes on Instagram is a really great way to do that where you can message me um, and I will give you some more information on that. But as it relates to the podcast itself, we have the patron page and you know, those numbers fluctuate people joining people leaving, um, all kinds of stuff happening. However, I am still looking to meet my goal. And I would love if you're listening to this now, I would love for you to at least take a look at some of the content that's being offered over there. Now you may not be able to see all of it because it's all at different levels. I'll tell you that at the lowest level, the the little $2 level, you get access to a lot of recordings, a lot of breath work, a lot of um, unreleased podcasts, a lot of uh, meditations, just stuff there, stuff for you to use in your practice. At the $9 level, that is a clinician level, and that um, has ketamine-assisted protocols in there, uh, breath work that you can offer to clients, music tracks that you can use, and also um, I even have some recorded sessions that I did with, with, with patients. I, I omitted their and muted their voices, but just me so you can hear the facilitation and you can offer that if you wanted to to your clients just as a recording if you're still unfamiliar with how to guide a, a psychedelic integrated session. It's all there. Um, there are some other levels if you feel like you want to be very generous. Um, it's really the the... Uh, a way of keeping the podcast ad-free, which I've been per, um, approached about adding ads. And I've, I've turned them all down, at least for the time being, because I'm really uh, relying upon patron support. And I really like that we can do that. However, it doesn't mean that's going to be that way forever. I have a few goals that I'd like to meet to support van life and me being able to get out there and interview more people. I do have a few recorded sessions that are um, just waiting to be released that have been with, with a few others, so they're interview style. However, uh, for the most part, um, I just need to get out there. And so your support really helps us do that um, through van lifing. And there's some other goals for me attending courses. I've already been doing the courses, so it's not about uh, receiving the funding to do them. I'm doing the courses so that I can bring to you new fresh information really network and get out there with um with some of these organizations so in the upcoming months let me tell you kind of a little bit what i'm gonna do in the upcoming months and then we'll jump right in into today's podcast um, i've been invited in september which is the september the 27th and i'm sure i will interview these wonderful people but i've been asked to speak at the seven elements of wellness and that is happening here in Southern Utah in St. George on the 27th of September. I will post a link to their page um, so that you can find them um, if you wanted to attend. Um, it, I will talk a little bit about breath work um, as part of it, but I'm also going to really go more into kind of... Um, heart coherence and kind of that big picture with why ice, why breath, why, um, what, what is my experience with staying healthy in that physical element using this tool of breath work. And, um, so if you want to attend, I'll leave that little bit of a link. Um, in addition, um, I have a few other speaking engagements coming up and I would love to meet some of you. I would love to, to see you come out and be a part of 
this kind of tribe or this community or council that we're that we've kind of been building um if you feel like you are interested in in breath work or you're interested in hosting a retreat um, you can message me directly um uh, best way is just through uh, my instagram just send me a dm at ryan bean yoga um, i'll leave my email address and a few other ways to contact me in the show notes um, but i'm interested in getting out there and teaching where you are <laughs> part of it is i'm in southern utah most of the time and van life down here is quite warm um, and i'd love to get out of the the area for just a little bit you know here and there a weekend here and there to be able to to meet some other people so if that's something you're interested in doing don't be afraid to just reach out say i don't know how i can make this happen but i would love for you to be here even if it's in a different country it's okay it doesn't have to be where i can be drivable um, I know that many of you are coming to me from other areas other than North America and even in the United States. So let's move into today's podcast. So today we're going to talk a little bit about life being the journey. Um, it's really just kind of there's no destination to be found. And we tend to, to move into our, our lives thinking that there's like some sort of goal or outcome. I think I saw it with a, a Winnie the Pooh quote that life is a journey to be experienced, not a problem to be solved. And I don't know when that change happened. I, I'm guessing it's maybe from the baby boomer area, you know, where we had to work really hard coming out of recession and you had to, to kind of make it in the world again. And um, And now we're kind of going into this new space where it's not about working hard. It's about experiencing life. And it's it's not that anything has changed in the way that we manifest or the way that we bring things into our lives. We're just realizing that we don't have to work as hard to get the outcomes and goals that we want. And matter of fact, the more ease we bring into our lives, the closer we bring those things that we want to us. Working hard really pushes them away because it creates this drive um, that that we're stressed, we're anxious, we're heavily medicated, or you know, we're 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 hitting the bottle to to just get by. And really, I found that the 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 more ease that I create in my life, the more abundances in my life, the more opportunities are in my life. And as I just live by my life that says this feels good, I'll go towards that. I tend to bring more of things that feel good. Now, I think part of there is there's just no real place where we can say, hey, I've made it now. I think as kids, we, we, we wanted to say, this is what I want to be when I grow up. That's my goal. But the problem is, at least in the education that I received, we didn't get career training. We didn't um, get to experience a lot of other professions. We didn't really even talk about what's next after school. We just simply said, here, learn this. You'll need this. And there are some subjects that we that we studied that we didn't really need, honestly. But there's no, there's no destination in your career path. I think at one point, I remember when I was going through um, my graduate degree that we said something about there was a point in in history where you worked 20 years you got your pension whatever and you 
you retired and you got your little check. And that was kind of what the goal was for most career paths. And I think with the advent of technology and virtual uh, employment and just all with all kinds of new opportunities that have come because of the Internet. So post uh, 1990s, um, where we were beginning to work online and use the Internet, the career paths are quite a bit different. Whereas I remember being in a high tech industry and uh, remembering hearing about resumes not being as uh, important if they were the, there wasn't the longevity in a job. It was more about the variety, the variety saying that you need to really kind of continue to reinvent yourself every two to five years because we want variety. We want you to have experience in a multitude of um, employers, uh, placements, uh, you know, job levels, experience levels, managers, directors, whatever. That was more important than your commitment to a particular company. So how do we get there? I guess it's a big, how do I get there? And so those who are listening and saying, hey, I'm totally unsatisfied with this journey and I'm working towards this goal, whether it be to finish college, to do this particular job, do I continue to go down that route? And what I would say is, yes. I mean, go towards what feels good, but maybe don't always think about uh, going towards what you know. Meaning, I know exactly what I want, and I know exactly how I'm going to get there. Now, if you got that in your in your vibration right now, awesome, good job, <laughs> that's great. However, most people don't have that, but we do know what we don't want. We know that we what we don't want because we 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 know what we what we feel, right? We know that we want to um, not do a job that's outside or we we know we don't want a job that is uh, a travel job or we don't you know we, we, we can kind of go towards the things that we know we don't want and I knew that I didn't want to work 20 years for a company retire and receive a pension I knew I did not want that so let what you want evolve from moving towards things that feel good and knowing what you don't want now don't obsess on the idea I don't want this because you're going to bring more of that towards you okay that's kind of like a law of attraction principle is that um, don't 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 look at what is the opposite of what is wanted but if you don't know what you want then move towards what feels good and let the life's journey be experienced don't try to fix it try to solve it try to figure out who you are when you're simply in the process of feeling good. If you're doing a job and you're like, I don't think I'll be here forever, but boy, I like it here. Embody that, embrace it, and be that job every single day, just loving what you're doing. The moment that you feel resistance, pay attention to it. Doesn't mean it's over, it just means pay attention to it. And then the minute that you say this doesn't feel good anymore, end it immediately, and that is, Oh, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's the really hard part because you're saying, well, I need this job now. I need to make money. I need to feed my family. I need to pay my bills, whatever. But I'm going to tell you the minute that you listen to inspired action of the universe, 
saying, hey, this doesn't feel good anymore, you're going to be, you're going to receive other opportunities. You're being asked to do something difficult in this moment of transition, and that is to change jobs. Trust me, something will come towards you. You got you to gotta focus on the kind of the, I don't want that anymore. It doesn't feel good because that produces something called burnout. And we did an episode on burnout um, maybe a year ago now. And you can go back and listen to that if you wanted to. But I think we're learning a lot more. So, so here I am uh, coming to you from a, a place of, of where I'm really, really satisfied. And you may be saying, well, that's great that you're really satisfied, or I am, but I am not. Help me get there. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now that that material things don't bring satisfaction. Uh, they, they, they just don't. They just, it's, um, I wish that we could say, hey, we um, could get this one thing and it would make us um, so happy, right? <laughs> but what is that one thing? Is it a new house? Is it a, is it a, a big car, a fast car, expensive things? And the thing is, is it's, it's not really about that, right? Um, when, when we have one, we just want something else. I was, I just did a quick search and this may not be completely accurate, but I just kind of want to read this to you. And I kind of looked up, um, at celebrities who have committed suicide and we have many out there that we can think about. Um, the one that's most, uh, uh, maybe in my brain right now, cause it's, uh, freshest is, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Um, someone who was a you know he's a celebrity chef and he um, you know but he battled drug addiction and he battled some other things and 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 eventually in 2018 ended his life. There's some others that are out there that that, that come to my mind. Um, different singers. Um, there's uh, DJs, people who are in the, the limelight. Uh, you know who were at least on at least on paper you know really making it uh one of my favorite bands uh, uh lincoln parks with chester bennington uh, ending his life in 2017 and it, we can go on and on and on making i suppose the 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 statement that money does not bring happiness that material things don't create this uh, contentment um you know there's many many uh, statements and uh, quotes from from the late kurt cobain uh, those who are from that area who died in 1994 um talking about the pain and the, and the unhappiness chris cornell another um you know there's there's so many that just didn't find it in what we would call making it, making it in a way that says, Hey, I'm here now. So, so why do we make these, uh, I don't want to call them rules. Um, why do we make these statements about what it really means to be uh, happy, you know w w the big things, the the boats. If you have a boat, you're going to be happy. You have jet skis outside. If you have a big house. 
you're going to be happy. Well, you know, I had heard on another podcast, I think it was Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, that they had talked about the reason why we want big things is because they're hard to achieve. Big things are hard to achieve, right? So to to get a, an Emmy, a Grammy, to um, win a gold medal, to win a Super Bowl, these, these are hard things to obtain. You have to work, train, and put effort into, um, I guess, these goals to then be able to obtain them. And that's why we desire them. That's why we say, hey, that I would like to have this because it's hard. And someone put it in our brain that if it's hard, then it must be worth achieving, right? It must be worth the battle. And I, I talk a lot about this in, in, in when I teach Wim Hof Method. Um, how there is transformation in that discomfort or that hard place, but it doesn't necessarily mean moving away from ease. See, this is where I'm going to bring the analogy all together, but, you know, transformation does come from difficult times, and, and we, we hear all kinds of stories about those who are just down in the, down in the lows and want to uh, improve their lives so they do something. You know, they, they, they find a way, and they you know, are, are blessed in, in whatever way that is. But athletes who train their entire lives and be, make the gold medal, and that's great. But once you're settling into that win, we'll call it a win, now what? Now what? Uh, you know, maybe two, three days, maybe a month later, now what? What is the, what's the goal now? Now that that thing has been achieved, it doesn't, subs- it doesn't sustain happiness. It doesn't sustain you being happy for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter what that is, a gold medal or whatever. I think I, I had a conversation with mine, a uh, conversation with a friend of mine who is a former uh, Olympia, Olympic uh, medalist, and she was a gymnast. And the pressure that came from getting to that level uh, not only affected her body, how she like developed, and but it affected her mindset and her the way she is now. And there was a lot of work to be undone <laughs> and a lot of work to be done um, to come back to a place of balance. And it makes me think I need to reach out to her to see how she's doing. But it shows that that medal, that achievement doesn't fulfill for an entire lifetime. It just fulfills for that time period. So really, if we think about that, goal i want to be a gold medalist i want to be in a you know a super bowl champion i want to have the big house i want to have that that cannot be the end goal we have to somehow take it and say life is a journey to be experienced and this achievement happened on that experience i'm not trying to finish the story right now and just be in that place of contentment in that moment so Difficult things come from us being disciplined. Being disciplined, we can accomplish hard things. And that creates a mastery. And a mastery can lead to successes. However, they don't lead to happiness long-term. They lead to short-term dopamine bursts that make us feel good. And then we have to keep moving. So the goal is to say... Here I am in this moment, stepping into ease, allowing this fun thing, this great thing to come and bless me, 
but this is not where my happiness resides. My happiness has always been right here within my heart. And as I sit in an ice bath, I think about these things too, because it's hard. You sit there, you don't want to be in it. You know that it's difficult, but once you ease into it, there becomes this nice feeling of I'm here now. I'm not thinking about when I'm going to get out. I'm not thinking about um, when I'm when I'm done, I'm going to win something. I'm not trying to go for a, a Guinness World Record. I'm just simply stepping into present moment thoughts, feelings, and ease that allow that sensation to be my happiness. I am in a place of my own happiness, almost bathing in it, right? So really, literally bathing in my own happiness. Now, you, can, you don't have to use an ice bath as the tool that gets you there, but it's a really good one. I would say my my suggestion is to find small goals that you can obtain creating those little bit of dopamine hits that make you feel good but then resting in the idea that you don't have to complete them to feel good because we are always evolving we're always changing and what you wanted to do or think or be 10 years ago may be the same but for the most of us it is not Here's my example. When I moved to India, I did not know what my life would look like on the other side of India. Even while I was there, I just went. There was no, when I get back, I'm going to do this and then I'll do that and then I'll have this goal and then I'll do this and then dun, 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 then I'll be happy. No, it was simply go, feel, serve and receive. And that's exactly all I've been doing since, even though I've been back for years. All I'm doing now is going towards what feels good, feel it, serve, and then receive the abundance, the love, the happiness, the benefits, all the stuff that comes from those moments and resting in the idea that that is my journey to be experienced. And as I experience them, I'm receiving these inputs. Now, you may not feel these inputs right now um, through meditation and through breath work and being able to kind of feel into your unconscious self, that unconscious self that just loves you and keeps you safe. Sometimes it keeps you safe by giving you anxiety. Sometimes it keeps you safe by giving you stresses. But that unconscious self is there to kind of give you these inspired actions that say, hey, go this way, do this thing, call this person. And we talked about this in our manifesting episode, but most of us don't listen to those promptings. And that's why we're not getting what we would call blessed. We're continuing struggling and working harder because that's what we've been taught through gener generations and generations of our own existence that we have to work hard to achieve things. There's so many quotes out there, right? About working hard and how it is what will bless us. And that and working hard is you know, this, this quality that we all need to embrace. And I'm not going to go through them because I don't believe in him. I don't believe that we need to work hard to receive. That it's like, that is our criteria for worthiness. If you work hard, you're worthy now to receive a raise. If you stay and work longer hours and neglect your family and give to this company, then you will now be the manager or the director. I don't believe that. I don't believe that I want to work ever in a job that makes me feel that way either. I know that as I give what feels good, 
that I will receive inspired action that will lead me to the next thing. And that might be something in that job or it might be something outside of that job. It's very, very intuitive. It's very, very in my heart space, not in my head space where we figure these things out. So why do we want these big things again? Is it because our ego wants them? Does our ego say that I need to have a a brand new car and a big house to feel fulfilled? And for many, the answer is yes, very much so. You know, the, the, the jewelry or the clothing or whatever it is that is your niche. Some people have, you know, these big closets full of shoes. For me, that big thing is just living my life in a way that I feel satisfied. So, you know, living in, in the van now, being able to travel and going places is what satisfies me. And for some, they would say, you're, you're making it. You're doing the goal. And I, in the moment, if I were to analyze that moment, I'd say, yeah, I'm pretty satisfied. But it is not my end goal. I haven't reached my end goal. I'm not, I don't even know what my end goal is, friends. I have no idea where this will lead me. And nor do I care at the moment. I'm just going towards what feels good. When I get asked, if, hey, will you come to this retreat? Will you come teach at this place? Will you speak at this event? If it feels in alignment with my values, my morals, and where my schedule is at that time, I will always say yes if it aligns. If it feels kind of uh, like I'm being used, if I feel like my vet, the, you know, I'm not being paid for my value, um, if I feel like there's something else funny there, then I'll say no, not because I don't like you. It's just because it doesn't align with my what, what, what I'm currently feeling. So I had talked a little bit at the very beginning about some stuff that I'm doing. And, um, you know, I get asked all the time and I turn down a lot of opportunities, um, mostly just because they just, I think we've gotten into this place where you teach yoga and meditation, so it should be a service. You should just kind of give it away. And aren't you guys all about love? And the answer, well, yeah, many times I do things for free. Um, I do a lot of stuff that's donation based and I speak a lot of time or I even offer just like advice if people ask me and just say, Hey, what do you think about this? And that's, that's okay. But you know, I also have a, you know, a van payment and I also have a dog I have to feed. And I also have a lot of things that are going on. And if it takes me away from those other things that do feel really good to do something that doesn't feel good, then I am not in harmony. I'm not in harmony with my present moment. I actually, I'm not even really on my life path. Am I? Well, I am, but I'm, I'm, I've kind of sidestepped where there's flow and I'm kind of off in those areas Uh, I think I heard Abraham Hicks talk about this, that, you know, those little rumble strips that are on the side of the the road. Well, that's kind of, I'm kind of hitting the rumble strips at that point where I'm in ease and I'm in flow and all of a sudden it's zoom, 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 zoom. And it's warning me, telling me, Hey, you're going off your path. You're going off your path, Ryan. And I can choose to keep going off my path towards things that don't feel good, or I can make a correction and I can come back into ease of that lane moving away from the rumble strips of life that are warning me that this is not where your ease is. How many times do we hit rumble strips and go, oh, I don't want to do it, but I know I should. Well, if it doesn't feel good, don't. Don't. 
there now I guess there's there, there has to be some um, way of sort of discernment right because there are some things that we have to do that aren't easy there's some things which cause us difficulty in our life but that is where the transformation is so we're, we're in a paradox aren't we we're in a paradox going towards things that maybe are difficult to find transformation however if it doesn't feel like it offers ease or is in alignment with your highest self i guess that's where you ask yourself what is my highest self as you you know meditate as you sit in ice baths as you do psychedelic experiences trying to connect to your highest self that is where you find what your values your morals and your ease or your alignment to your unconscious self is we have to get away from what our physical needs are because none of those are going to bring happiness we know that right the material things just like the celebrities that i named that who have seem to be everything everything that they want they seem to have but there is still no happiness there so what do we do we move towards what feels good and we take winnie the pooh his quote and and take a life as a journey to be experienced not a problem to be solved experience what you have to experience and then come back the next day and experience what you have to experience move towards what feels good and making it your dominant intent every single day to move towards what feels good if you feel uneasiness in your body that's because your inner self your unconscious self and your conscious self are not in alignment with your life's purpose that is disalignment that is um, a, a, a place that is not good for your own creation if you want to create things in your life it has to be in a place of alignment that is the feeling that you'll get when it says hey your unconscious self doesn't believe those things your conscious self is thinking them but the reason why it doesn't feel good is because it's not in alignment. So move into a meditation. Take a minute before you make decisions. Use your breath work. Feel your heart. Ask yourself, is this in alignment? It, you guys ever heard the, the, the phrase, if it, you know, there's no gray area, right? It's either, it's either a hell yes or a hell no, right? Well, that is true the way that the universe works. There's no gray area. And if you're working in gray areas where you're like, well, maybe one day and possibly it could and it might, that is gray area that you're working in. And frankly, gray area is the rumble strips. If you're working in gray area, move out of it. It's either yes or it's no and move towards what feels good. There's lots of opportunities coming up to, to work into things that feel good whether it be treating yourself to a retreat. You know, we have the, the Inspire Fest coming up next year. We have the, the Visionary Veterans Retreat. I have lots of different workshops in the way of, um, uh, I have some stuff here in Southern Utah, uh, Wim Hof Method, uh, Fundamentals Courses. There's all kinds of ways that you can move towards and experience life, that journey and some of it will create some transformation. Some of it will feel really good. Some of it you'll learn from. Treat yourself to new experiences as often as possible. Stagnation is the dream killer, friends. Stagnation, just being totally stagnant. One day I'll do that thing. Well, here is the thing. The universe wants to see your action. And if you're not making action, 
you're going to continually be blessed with ideas, which will be inspired action. But if you're not taking action, you will never receive them. When you get the prompting that says, maybe you're getting that right now where you're like, I need to go to a retreat. I need to get away from my life for a minute so I can see clearly my own life and my, and appreciate my life's journey. If you're feeling that way, if you're saying, Hey, I need to do something about my current scenario and make some changes, do it. You may say, well, I don't have the money right now. Listen, if it's one of my retreats, tell me that say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast and you said that you would make it, you know, I have inspired action to come, but I don't have the money. Trust me. We can make this work for you. This is not, uh, it's about stepping in out of our own ego and moving into vulnerability and saying, Hey, I really would like to attend, but I don't have the money, especially like the visionary veterans retreat. We have uh, donations and we have uh, scholarships that we do for those. For Inspire Fest, trust me, I'm going to have giveaways. There's going to be all kinds of stuff coming up. Um, I know that I'll probably do some stuff with expansion retreats coming this year. Usually we do an event in Florida at the end of the year and then in the spring in Utah. And we offer lots of options for that, including some um, uh, uh, shared accommodations that make it possible. So it may not be my retreats. It may be someone else's, but ask the question, see if you can make it work for you because this is something that you feel like you need. There are lots of coaches out there in the world who can help you step into what you believe is your highest self. If that's something that you're being called to do with me, I would happy to, to guide you in that. I do one-on-one mentoring to, to help with that, to just say, Hey, what are, what are resistances are we finding? And, Um, what are you feeling and how can we embrace this day? Sometimes it's just creating a routine that makes you feel completely satisfied. So, um, in, in a recap, I suppose for, for today is there is no place where you can say that you have officially made it. There is no goal that says you've accomplished this. Everyone can be replaced in their job. And if you are, uh, level of satisfaction is based on your position in your job. You're not making it. You're not making it. Happiness doesn't reside there. Friends know what you don't want, know exactly what you don't want and move towards what feels good. Material things do not bring you happiness. They bring just a temporary satisfaction and potentially, um, actually make life quite a bit more difficult, especially if they're expensive things like big houses. We want those big things because they are difficult to achieve. Take joy in achieving those difficult things, but don't let that be the end goal. Discipline creates mastery. Mastery leads to success. Small successes will then show you pieces of happiness, but happiness is within you at every time. It's within you, it's within your heart, it's within your experience. And you get the opportunity daily to create happiness. It's not in a goal. It's in a mindset. Thanks for listening to Life as an Observer today, friends. See you next time.